pandemic, one year on, a sales performance snapshot. This is a podcast from Integrity Solutions. I'm Michael Terrell. At the height of the pandemic, I think all of us were wondering, what's this all about? Are we going to survive? What's going to happen? But the good news looking back is that most people realize that there was a lot of resilience, that they were able to pivot, that they've learned some new skills. Now, there's a lot of uncertainty going forward, but we know that these new skills, we can probably tackle a little bit of anything going forward. So that that's uh, very positive. March 11th looms large. That's when the COVID-19 global pandemic was officially declared. And now, a year or so later, what's changed in the sales function? How are customers different? How are sales teams changing? And what does it mean that more companies look to sales as a key driver for the road back? In general, I think most of us are glad to see 2020 behind us. In some ways, it was really an exciting year because most teams realized that they could pivot, that they did survive, and many times actually thrive. They learned some new skills. Uh, we do see the light at the end of the tunnel. And we believe that we can actually perform at a higher level going into the next year. My guest today, CEO and president of Integrity Solutions, with a snapshot on where we are now and thoughts on some of the larger issues I mentioned earlier. I recorded a conversation with Mike recently to catch up on what he's seeing with customers, how sales teams are optimizing differently, and the challenge of virtual selling. We're featuring an edited version of that conversation. Mike, once again, it's great to have a few minutes with you. Thank you, Michael. Looking forward to sharing some ideas around these issues. Let's start with customers. What do we know about customer behavior now and in the time since the pandemic got rolling and the economic downturn, et cetera? I think most customers are saying that the worst is hopefully behind us. Uh, They're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. They're seeing the vaccines come down the road. They're more optimistic about the market. Uh, We find that some are more open to actually spending money, open to change, open to new things, which is very encouraging. In the midst of the pandemic, I think most customers they really started to look at what they what they truly want and need. Uh, they become more discerning. They're more demanding. They know they've got multiple options in most cases. So that raises the stakes for us as salespeople that we need to upgrade our ability to be customer needs focused and upgrade how we deliver. If we don't deliver, they'll leave and go someplace else. They're more concerned about change. And what's that, what we're showing up is that there's many more decision makers. It's, it's gone from like three or four or five decision makers. And some studies have shown six, eight or 10 decision makers. A lot of folks are shoving that up the chain to spread the risk so that they're not caught with a bad decision. I think there's probably less loyalty. Companies that are doing well are really focusing on customer loyalty. That's critical to keep the customers we've got uh, and expand that business. But in general, I think we're seeing more optimism. There's more optimism personally and across companies. Mike, what about sales teams' performance? Nearly everyone took a hit in 2020, quotas a way off. But you're seeing some hopeful signs. Can you take us back and shed light on what you're seeing now? The pandemic hit. Most sales teams, their world was turned upside down. And all of a sudden, it's how in the world am I going to hit my quota? So they're thinking, how am I gonna make this work? How am I gonna survive? How am I gonna thrive? So they've had to make a pivot. They've had to shift to selling virtually. And that's quite a shift for some of those folks. Uh, Some people have been doing a long time, but others, it's it's a shift in mindset. Can I do this? Will this work? And it's a skill set shift. So it's, it's heightened the need to upgrade our skills around product, around setting appointments, around uncovering needs, and, and doing this in a different, 
different uh, format. But overall, I'm seeing optimism in sales teams too, because they've realized that they were able to pivot, that there is resilience out there, and they're more optimistic about the coming year. Now, if we look at the market, look at the market, I think we're seeing a shift to more contact centers. Uh, there are more and more teams that are moving from face-to-face -to, -face to contact centers. There's more involvement of non-salespeople, realizing that everybody in the organization needs to understand what selling is. Uh, we define it as identifying needs, filling needs, and creating value. And it's people that don't just have the name sales title uh, that also are involved in that. Uh, we're seeing an increase in capital spending, uh, and more and more teams now are starting to hit the ground running. Probably a final thing is managers. Uh, we're saying managers need to shift their skills too. They didn't know how to sell virtue because they didn't have to do it as they grew up in sales. So they need to shift how they teach others to sell virtually and how they coach virtually. Mike, sales is a key driver for helping companies power out of the slump and in new ways. Perhaps it's even more important now. Michael, you're correct. It's sales really is the engine. The economy runs on sales. So we're so critically important in turning this whole thing around globally by improving sales. The question I'd have for the sales managers is, do your people have a sales process that helps them walk through how to approach people? How do they ask the questions? Uh, how do they explain your product and help people make a decision, yay or nay? Uh, and is everyone using the same kind of process that you can coach to? And number two, what type of coaching are you doing? Are you coaching simply to drive numbers? Are you coaching to understand what do these people want out of their profession and how can I help them get it by improving their sales? You talk about coaching and of course it's growing in importance daily, it seems. And yet good sales managers don't always know how to coach. Some of the salespeople got promoted to management uh, because they were successful selling, but they may not understand really how to coach. A couple of thoughts. One is, do they understand the process of selling and know how to communicate it to others? Just because they did it successfully doesn't mean they can teach others. Uh, as a coach, do your people understand how to ask questions of your, of your sales team members? Uh, figure out what it is that they want to accomplish. Are they builders of people or are they simply managers of numbers? Uh, the coach is the, is the leverage point in your organization by teaching them how to be better at that skill, uh, that can help drive more productivity from salespeople than anything else. Mike, let's shift to virtual selling. And before we finish, your thoughts on virtual, how it's come on strong, and whether it's here to stay. Well, virtual selling has been around for a long time. You think about telephone sales, you know, virtual sales teams. But the pandemic has really increased this across all of sales. You don't have access for sales teams that are usually coming around and dropping in to seek customers, you've got to figure out another way to talk to them. Now, the challenge is all of your competitors are doing the same thing. They're also trying to book time. And we hear some people saying, you know, this will go away. Once the pandemic's behind us, we'll be back to face-to-face -face selling. So I don't need to learn this virtual selling stuff. Uh, the truth is we believe that it'll at least be a portion of sales teams uh, day going forward from now on. Uh, in fact, there's a whole lot of positives because you can actually see more people in a day. Uh, some salespeople have big geographical territories 
so this way you don't have to travel as much and have wasted time in a car. So there's a lot of positives. When you have a focused time period with someone, it may be more valuable uh, than just dropping in on them. There's a way to get multiple decision makers from across the country or multiple countries together on one virtual call. Uh, there are ways to use social media to get your message out and connect with customers. Uh, what we're finding is that there are five core things that people need to learn uh, for virtual selling. And one is shifting their mindset. It's believing that, yes, I can shift from a face-to-face -face sales process to virtual and it'll work. I can do that. Number two is planning. Uh, you know, Pre-call planning and research should be part of a salesperson's day anyway. But if you've got a focused time period, we need to really enhance and upgrade that planning. Uh, third piece is the technology. Do I understand how to, how to smoothly, seamlessly use whatever technology I'm using, Zoom or Teams or GoToMeeting or whatever it might be? Do I know how to share documents? Do I know how to you know, make myself look professional on the screen versus uh, just a telephone call or, or looking poorly compared to other, other salespeople? Uh, do I know how to set virtual appointments? Uh, that customer may be getting calls all day long from others that want to set that appointment too. So how do I carve out time? And then finally, how do I have an effective conversation virtually through the screen or through text or whatever the mode might be? Because if I don't have an effective conversation virtually, I may not get another chance at that. Now for managers, there's some advantages for managers too, because instead of just going out and spending a day riding with someone and calling on a few customers, they can drop in and have multiple presentations with multiple salespeople in a day. So you get a better chance to get closer to your salespeople uh, and figure out how to coach them effectively. And as we said before, sales leaders didn't have to do this perhaps when they were growing up. So they've got to upgrade these skills. If they don't know how to do it themselves, they're gonna have a hard time teaching their sales team to sell virtually. Mike Esterday, CEO and President of Integrity Solutions, with insights on customers, sales performance, coaching, and virtual selling as the pandemic grinds on and companies evolve and adapt. Among other programs, Integrity Solutions has a very popular virtual selling program called Virtual Selling with Integrity. To learn more about that and about other sales training and coaching programs, go to IntegritySolutions.com. You've been listening to a podcast from Integrity Solutions. I'm Michael Terrell.